Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's going on everyone? I'm your host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to the All In All Out Podcast. I hope that everyone who's listening right now is having a blessed day and a blessed start to their week. I'm grateful and appreciative to all who's listening right now. And whatever time it may be that you're listening right now, morning time, afternoon time, evening time, or the night time, I'm grateful and appreciative for all of you taking the time out of your day to listen to what I say. So let's get the show started. Let me not waste any more time. All right. For today's episode, let's talk about a symbol. A symbol that's very prominent during this time of the month. A symbol that's been connected to a certain community for decades upon decades. Let's discuss Rather, let me discuss on the rainbow. Now, have you ever asked yourself, where did the rainbow come from? Was the rainbow rainbow truly established in the late 70s? Or did the rainbow exist many Many, many years ago, in the days of Moses or the days of Noah, have y'all ever asked yourself, what is the genesis of the rainbow symbol? Well, I'm going to get into that today because... I'm here to let all of you know that symbol is wrongfully used and has been wrongfully used and advertised for years now and used in a perverse manner. Now, let me give y'all a foundation of where the rainbow design from a secular perspective came from, specifically in regards to the alphabet community. All right. The rainbow flag, according to the world, is known as the gay pride flag or simply the pride flag. It's a symbol of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender pride and LGBT social movements. This, that flag, was created by a guy named Gilbert Baker, who was a gay rights activist. The flag that he created was a reflection of diversity for the LGBT community. And it was raised at the San Francisco Pride 
event at the Civic Center in San Francisco, if I haven't said so already. That event transpired on June 25th, 1978. And at the time, it comprised of eight symbolic colors. And I'm going to read all of the colors that were comprised back in 1978 and the meaning of said color. First color, hot pink. That represented sex. Mm -hmm. Straight perversion right off the bat. Red mean meant life. All right. Orange meant healing. Yellow meant sunlight. Green meant nature. Turquoise meant magic slash art. Indigo meant serenity. Violet meant spirit. Now, many years later, the current flag, which was established in 1979, less than a year later, now has six colors. That's going to be significant, and I will explain very soon. Those colors are red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple, violet. Now, some of you may ask yourself, why go from eight, probably to seven at some point, and now currently six? And for those who don't know, the true rainbow that God Almighty made, Jehovah, the I am that I am, was seven. Now, why seven? Because it took God seven days to finish earth. You read the scriptures, it stated that he rested on the seventh day. And that's why in the old covenant, in the Ten Commandments, one of the commandments was to have a Sabbath day. Essentially, actually, let me go and read that real quick so y'all fully understand or at least are aware of it. So if you got your Bible, if you got the Holy Scriptures, as one of the apostles called it, Exodus, go to Exodus Chapter 20. And I'll start at verse 1. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, and out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, 
the Lord God, excuse me, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and shewing, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Now here's the key verse. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So, when God created the rainbow, the rainbow in the days of Noah, it was it's seven colors because of that reason. Seven is the number of completion. So I want to establish that and make that aware for people who are unaware of why the true rainbow is seven colors. Now, going back. Why is it significant that the current number of colors for the rainbow for the LGBT community is six? Because for those who don't know, and yes, some of you may say it's a conspiracy theorist. Some of you say, oh, he believe in the Illuminati. But this is real, folks. It is a demonic symbol. Demonic representation. And I'm going to show you right now in Revelation, the book of Revelation. And I was, I'm going to read the entire chapter of verse 13 because I want to take my time with this. Because many people in the world may perceive a topic such as this as insignificant. It's just a rainbow. It's just colors. Who cares? Why are you wasting your time talking about this? Don't you have anything else better to do? When you, people of that community, try to steal something from God, what is meant to be beautiful, loving, and gracious. And use that said symbol for perversion, wickedness, abomination. I got a problem with it. And it would be selfish of me to not inform the people. I don't care if it's two people, thousands or millions about the truth, the absolute truth, because there's only one truth. 
not none of this, my truth. No, there's one truth, and there will always be one truth. All right? So follow me in the Bible. Follow me in the scriptures on the significance of the number six. Let's, I'm going to start in chapter 13. Follow me. Please follow me. Learn. Humble yourself. You know, the scriptures say in, in Hosea 4 and 6, God said that my people perish for a, a lack of knowledge. I know a, a guy once told me, because I, I'm big into history. I enjoy learning history. And I started enjoying history, learning about various events that happened throughout time. When a guy once told me that if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. This is history, folks. This is significant history. And what you don't know can kill you. It can lead you astray into inner darkness. All right, let's go back to the scriptures. Chapter 13, Revelations, chapter 13. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea and having seven heads and ten horns and upon his horns ten crowns and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, and his seat a great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped worship the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Now, I, real quick. It's interesting that clause in verse 4 where it reads, and they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast. If y'all ever saw the movie Nightmare on Elm Street, it, what made Freddy Krueger stronger was fear. If you didn't fear Freddy Krueger, he was weak. He was powerless. But the more fear came upon him, excuse me, came upon the individuals, the more powerful he got. I find that very interesting. All right. Verse five. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue Forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God 
to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints, the body of Christ, and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And if any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth, leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Now it's going to talk about the beasts of the earth. The previous verses talking about the beasts of the sea. Verse 11. I, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed and he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship, the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Even though this episode is not talking about, I'm not discussing specifically the mark of the beast. Since I am reading it, I, I do want to touch it real quick. The COVID-19 shot. Hope I don't get canceled for that. Is not the mark of the beast. People shouldn't have taken it, in my opinion, because of the data that was out there and seeing the countless <sighs> tragedies that, that has happened and the aftermath effects from a vaccine that wasn't truly tested and something that was very intriguing and interesting during the time when the vaccine was first released nationwide is the agenda that was the agenda to push it so hard 
on the American people. But just to stay on track, the mark of the beast, according to scripture, which we got to go by, I'm going to read it again. Verse 16, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, so you're free or you're in prison, to receive a mark in the right hand or in the forehead. That's when you know you have the mark of the beast in the right hand or in the forehead. And the COVID-19 shot was in the shoulder. Verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell. So if, you, if you're still able to buy stuff or sell, then you already know if you had it or not. Or if it was the mark. Save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. But I do believe this. I do believe this. That the shot was a, a test in some way to see how people would react when they were told. Kind of funny, you know, how, it's funny how the, the shot is now a non-Tonka point all of a sudden. It was the talk of the town a year or two ago. Now it's pretty much non-existent. But I, I do believe in some way, some way, that the period of time that we experience as a country, as the world, country meaning the USA, that the shot was a test of some sort to see how people would react when told you couldn't do this and you couldn't do that if you don't get this. And what we found is that many people ignorantly, childishly, uneducationally took it. Now, I pray that anyone who took the shot, no matter if it was one, two, or three of them, or possibly more, I don't know. I personally take it. I will never take it. But I pray over everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice that there will be no illness, no sickness, or no disease that is caused because of that shot. You are healed in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I speak that right now in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. But going back to the subject, here's the key verse. And we're still on the topic of the rainbow. I make sure that all of you are still following me. Verse 18. Here is the wisdom. 
Here's the guidance, the understanding, the lesson. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is six hundred three score and six. Three, six hundred, three score and six. And that's the connection to the rainbow that was made by Mr. Gilbert Baker. That's why the rainbow that is advertised now is perverted, is wicked. And to say blatantly, broadly, that the rainbow itself, if you search the name rainbow, it's described as the pride flag, a flag that represents abomination, a flag that represents perversion, a flag that represents confusion, a flag that represents gender dysphoria, a flag that represents hate. A flag that represents sadness. A flag that represents lust. And many, many, many more wicked and satanic things. Drag is another one. Now, I'm going to show you in the scriptures where the rainbow came from and why God made the rainbow in the days of Noah. Follow me in the scriptures. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. It's so good. Such great teaching. Chapter 9. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Because for those who don't know about God flooding the earth, because the people of that time were wicked. This is the old covenant. That's just how things were done. All right? It, and this is why it's so important. Just a side note. This is why it's so important, and I encourage those who are coming into the faith, coming into Christ, read the New Covenant first, because that's where we're under right now. Because I believe that if a new believer or someone who is attempting to understand God Almighty, the one true God, if they read the Old Covenant, they would possibly think God to be a murderer. And it, it can cause confusion. But that's essentially what happened, that there was a flood, God flooded the earth to wipe away the wickedness. So I'm going to start again. 
chapter 9, Genesis chapter 9. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air, upon all the moveth upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hand are they delivered. And every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb have I given you all things. But flesh with life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. And surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth the man's blood by man, shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. The image of God made he man. And ye, and you be fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth, and multiply therein. Verse 8. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. And with every living creature that is with you, of the fowl, of the cattle, and of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my, my God covenant with you. Now neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there be, excuse me, neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. No more. And God, verse 12, and God said, this is the token of the covenant, the symbol of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature, hallelujah, that is with you for perpetual generations. I, God talking, are you listening? I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud and I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature 
of all flesh, all people. And the waters shall no more become flesh, uh, become a blood, a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow, the rainbow, the one that belongs to God, and the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it that I, rem I, that I may remember the everlasting. I means forever, not to cease. I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, that is the token of the covenant which I have established between me. You know, look how many times God makes it clear. This, is, this covenant is between me, you, and every single person that has lived on the earth. And God said to Noah, this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth and the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Hem and Jahabeth. And Hem is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. Wow. That, that, that. Ladies and gentlemen, that is where the rainbow count came from. And it's still established everlastingly throughout time. It didn't come from the LGBT community. It didn't come from homosexuals. It didn't come from lesbians. And then it come from bisexuals. They tried to not only steal it, but pervert it to the point where they make six colors to represent the wicked, perverse lifestyle of that community. This, according to Genesis chapter 9, verses 1 through 19, that right there is where the rainbow comes from. And even if you go all the way to Revelation chapter 4, it, it, it discusses about how the heavens opened and that 
Hallelujah. And then actually, I'll read it. Why not? Why not? The, the more the better. Follow me in the scriptures. Chapter 4, Revelation chapter 4. And after I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And I immediately, and immediately, I was in the Spirit. This is John, Apostle John. And behold, a throne set in heaven, and one, one sat on the throne, one God, one Lord. Hmm. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment and they had on their heads crowns of gold. The real quick, the four and twenty elders, that's the representative of the old covenant and the new covenant. And out of the throne proceeded proceeded proceeded, excuse me, lightings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. But anyway, the whole point is, when the heaven, when John was in the spirit and he saw the throne in heaven, one sat on the throne, and that there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight unto like an emerald. So going all the way from Genesis, all the way forward in Revelation, that rainbow belongs to God. It's a symbol and a promise that God made with Noah and every living creature. So there you have it, folks. Now you know where the rainbow comes from. And then come from the, the alphabet community. They tried to steal it and pervert it. But you can't reject. I mean, technically you can't. But you can't deny truth. You can't hide it. It will always come about. And the true, the truth will always be in the scriptures. No matter what. If you want the truth, you just got to go to the scriptures. If you want help or understanding, go to the scriptures. 
if you're confused about something, go to the scriptures. You know, in the book of Isaiah, when talking about the Messiah, they called Jesus Christ counselor. You need, you need help counseling on some things? Go to Christ. Hallelujah. All right. That's all I got for today. I hope that y'all learned something new. I hope this lesson, this teaching, helped any one of y'all in any way, shape, or form. And let me make this clear. I don't hate nobody. Specifically, homosexuals, lesbians, bisexuals, anyone who doesn't follow the way of the Lord when it comes to attraction or relationships, rather. I hate the sin because God hates it. And anything that God hates, I hate. And anything that is not heterosexual, man and woman, one man, one woman, the way it was from the beginning of time is an abomination. That is an abomination. But I would not call someone an abomination. Just the sin itself. All right. You can follow me on all social media platforms. You could see them in the description below. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, stay blessed and stay well balanced. Thank you.